Howdy! Today's episode on the Better Living for Texans podcast is the third episode of the four-part series we're doing to celebrate National Nutrition Month. Today we are answering the question, what skills will help you create nutritious and tasty meals? Like the last two episodes, this topic comes from the weekly key message promoted by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics as part of National Nutrition Month. To discuss helpful skills for creating tasty and nutritious meals, we have BLT Extension Agent Natalie Ramos as a guest today. Thank you for being on the Better Living for Texans podcast today. Uh, Before we get started into the topic, will you give a brief introduction of your role within the BLT program? Hi, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Yes. So um, I have a background in nutrition and kinesiology, and I really love what I do here. I'm a Better Living for Texans agent here in Bear County. And it's great to just meet people from all walks of life and just help them mo- help motivate them to adopt healthy habits. And so I go around Bear County and I teach um, anything from nutrition to food safety and also physical activity. And I really enjoy it. Awesome. Well, that's that's great. Thank you for uh, sharing <laughs> sharing your your role with the the program and um, for being here today. Um, so. Today we're talking about learning skills to create tasty meals, which is a very broad topic. Uh, I mean, really, when it comes to skills related to creating tasty meals, we could we could pretty much talk about anything from staples to have in the pantry to how to chop an onion or even to like food safety, like you had mentioned just briefly. Yes, so, I mean, it, we could talk about a plethora of things, but. I wanted to ask you, what kind of skills do you teach your participants who come to your programs to help them create tasty meals? So yes, it's definitely a broad topic, but I really think it comes down to the basics. Like you mentioned, just um, not being intimidated by what's in your kitchen, um, kind of downsizing to, I mean, sometimes we're all guilty of it. We look in our fridge and it's just a mess, right? So (laughs) They're like, where do we, where do we start? Might as well just order a pizza kind of thing, but no, it really just comes down to like, that's the very first skill I teach my participants is just um, looking to see what they have in their pantry, downsizing for sure. Um, Also considering food safety. I like to do this before I go to the grocery store. I just like to clean out my fridge and just uh, kind of purge, uh, look and make sure that everything's expired. Everything that is expired uh, is thrown out of course and um, just organizing it in, a, in, the, in the right way too, and considering food safety too. Um, and, and really also the pantry too. Sometimes we might have two, two types of seasonings that we didn't even realize we had because it was all the way in the back. Um, so I just tell them to just take inventory of what they have and organize it from oldest in the front, eye level too. That way you're aware of what you have and then you're ready to go to the store and kind of, it's kind of like a fresh slate. So it makes you feel better too when you have an organized pantry. Oh, totally. I, and I feel like that's very relatable. I mean, I'm, 
I am kind of scared to think about like what's on the bottom shelf in the very back of my fridge. I mean, it's, been a, it's been a little while since I've, I've done like what you said, you know, kind of gone through and cleaned everything out. But I think that's such a great way to, like you said, just know what you have so that you can use up, you know, food that you already have in your food, in your pantry or your, or your fridge. Um, and then you also don't waste that food. You know, it, it doesn't go bad, um, which yes, that's a good funny. So. Yes. Um, a lot of, a lot of the times, maybe you have a couple of stalks of celery that you don't know what to do with it. And they look like they're wilting a little bit, but they're still good. I like to mention uh, for my participants to just make a little vegetable stock and you can use that for marinades or even soup. So yeah, if they, if you have like one or two maybe carrots and in the bottom of the bag there and that vegetable protein <laughs> section, you know, don't throw them away. Um, you, those can definitely be uh, used for a vegetable stock and it, it's really helpful in preventing food waste, which is a big problem here too. So I, I, I also mentioned that as well. That's a, yeah, that's a great, a great tip and a great skill to have is to just know what to do with some of those <laughs> food products that yes. are on their way out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what do you, when you're teaching uh, your different programs, what, is there anything that sticks out as what people find to be the most helpful? Like anything that, or questions you get the most or things people are like, oh, wow, like I had no idea, or that's super helpful. Is there anything that comes to mind um, for that? Yes, uh, I get a lot of, I mean, some people are just intimidated by certain vegetables because some people, they have a bad rap, like eggplant, that's a big one, or Brussels sprouts <laughs> or kale even, um, and a lot, and you'll be surprised, a lot of people have never, ever tried it before, and the one thing they're just afraid of is how do, how do they cook it, and um, with that, I mean, there's only a few simple ingredients that you need to make it taste delicious, and um, for example, like Brussels sprouts, a lot of people say they're bitter, they don't like them, um, but really it's, it's all about your cooking method. So, I mean, all you really need are like maybe just three um, simple ingredients. So something like with citrus, like um, balsamic vinaigrette to get, give it, get that bitter flavor away. Um, also garlic goes a long way. I love garlic um, and uh, citrus. Uh, I mentioned citrus, but uh, what else? Oh, dill, herbs. Um, dill is one of my favorite um, herbs to cook with, especially um, I do like to recommend uh, people to make their own salad dressings, not only buying a store-bought salad dressing, but they're very high in calories, but also um, it's, it's better to have control of what you put into that salad dressing. They're, they're kind of expensive too. I think I found a salad dressing for like $10 at each the other day. I'm like, why? You can just make that yourself. Um, and it's just really, you only need about a couple of ingredients to make a really tasty salad uh, dressing. So like olive oil is my go-to for the base as far as the oil. Um, and then, I mean, if you were to buy like a vinaigrette at, at the store, they put so much olive oil. So you kind of have control of the amount there and a little goes a long way. And um, also lemon, lemon juice, or maybe uh, vinegar, like I said, give it that zesty taste and then garlic, of course, and dill. Like those, those are the four things you need to make a delicious salad dressing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, uh, it, that's such a good point. I think salad dressing is such a good, like, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on salad dressing. <laughs> like, it's so simple to make your own. And I think that's something that does surprise people. Um, what a good way to save money uh, and be in control of um, like the fat content or um, just the flavors you like. 
Exactly. And I think uh, those ingredients that I just mentioned too go a long way in vegetables too. Because I think um, I went to a class before the whole pandemic happened um, and the most of the participants had never tried garbanzo beans or chickpeas. Mm. And so I decided to make, uh, I think it was from the Snap Ed cookbook. So I, I brought a recipe from there and it was just those, those four ingredients, really. It was balsamic vinegar, olive oil, garlic, dill. And I think I added another spice too. I think I added oregano and I just mixed it in with uh, green beans and garbanzo beans and they loved it. I was so surprised and it was amazing to see their reaction to like, they didn't even know what hummus was. And uh, they, <laughs> so they tried the chickpeas. They were going crazy and they were talking about how they were going to cook with them later. So that was really rewarding for me to get them to actually try it too, because they were afraid of the way it looked, but then <laughs> they tasted it, they smelled it, they loved it. So yeah, flavor goes a long way. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. I think especially with, you know, like vegetables too, like you had kind of mentioned, I think vegetables sometimes get a bad rap for being um, not as tasty as like a juicy hamburger, (laughs) but just like you said, I mean, it just takes a little bit of tweaking to how you prepare it to make it so delicious and have lots of flavor. um, And you get all that nutrition. Um, which I think kind of answers my last question for you on what tips do you have for making a meal nutritious and tasty? So, I mean, you talked about adding like different herbs and seasonings, but any other, other tips you have for kind of hitting both the nutrition checkbox and the tasty checkbox when making a meal? Hmm. I think, well, it all just, yeah, just boils down to the, yeah, the herbs and the seasonings, um, just knowing what goes with what coordinate it correctly so if you have like the staples in your in your cabinets like such as beans and your grains and then canned maybe like canned tomatoes maybe your low salt option there um some frozen or maybe some cabbage that goes a long way just blending different things together for texture I think texture oh, yeah. is a good one um, because I think too, because eggplant, that's a big one too. So I think also cooking methods come into play. So some, a lot of people don't, are not fond of eggplant. So I tell them instead of boiling it to where it's really mushy, because they tell me it's too mushy, they don't like it. Maybe <laughs> roasting it into the oven, roasting it in the oven um, instead to give it more of that crisp texture. So a, a texture is also a big, a big thing too. So it also comes oh, down yeah. to whether you want to boil it instead of um, roast it. So yeah. Yeah, great. No, I think, um, yeah, texture, I think is always one of the things people mention when they're talking about like a food they don't like is they don't like the texture. So playing around with different ingredients to see if you can, you know, prepare something a certain way, or like you said, a different cooking method. I think that's, yeah, a great tip to just, just try new things and you'll never know when you It's all about experimenting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Anything else, Natalie, before uh, we wrap up? Um, I think that's pretty much it. Just don't be intimidated. Like I said, just downsize that pantry when you get home. If it's if it's time to go grocery shopping, um, maybe just like I said, go to your fridge, clean it out first, and then you'll be it'll it'll relieve some of the pressure from you know cooking healthy meals for that week probably. So definitely clean out your pantry, and uh, it, it really just starts there. And you can create so many meals with all those staples. Well, thank you so much. I think you shared some really great tips and some insights. And uh, I appreciate your uh, you sharing uh, this knowledge with us today on the podcast. Thank you, Anna. Thanks for having me. No great. problem. All right, everyone. We will catch you next time. 
That wraps it up for today's episode. Check us out on facebook.com slash bettervivingfortexans and on Instagram and Twitter at bettertexans. We will see you next week. The USDA is an equal opportunity provider and employer. This material was funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP.